I don't worry. I tell you, I'm a man who believed that I died 20 years ago. And I live like a man who is dead already. I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything. Of anybody or anything. Anybody or anything. I'm a dying man preaching a dying man. I'm born again. When I die, I live again. Live again. I live again. When I die, I live again. Yep. I'm a dying man preaching a dying man. I'm born again. When I die, I live again. I live again. I live again. When I die, I live again. The power of the resurrection took our place on the cross. Bloodshed, tears dripping, weeping for the lost. Now you can plead your case, don't ever diss on the front line. You better have Jesus' blood running through your bloodline. The wrath of Jesus, or you can call him. You are listening to I Plead the Truth podcast, where the truth is never censored, where the truth is never canceled, nor will it ever be diminished. You are listening to Junior. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, Gene. And we got a touchy subject that we're going to talk about. Um, can you live through another lockdown? Can you survive another lockdown? As a believer, if you are listening to this podcast, Death by Isolation, we will be talking about another lockdown. We will be talking about the church. We will be talking about what is necessary. Um, again, I want to thank Everybody that's been listening to this podcast, every person that's been waiting for a new one, I want to thank every listener. Um, if you are still listening on Spotify, you could you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, or you could go back to Google Podcasts. I want to thank everybody um, for just you know showing your support for this podcast. It's been getting uh, uh, over 500, close to 550 plays. So we're grateful for that. We're grateful for every listener. We just want to say thank you. Um, tonight, we will be talking about death by isolation and another lockdown. Will it be on the horizon? Is it on the horizon? Can we see another lockdown come to pass? I don't know. But before we get into that, I want to let my, uh, my co-host, Gene, introduce himself like I always do. Go ahead, Gene. As we've talked plenty of times before, we're under attack. The church is under attack. Our nation's under attack attack and being a christian in america i believe is now time for the saints to really begin to rise up and assault these lies you know that we need to become the aggressors that we need to become the aggressors the warriors of truth if you will and as we've stated before we're being totally inundated with lies i thank god that you started this podcast to give us a platform to come against everything that we're being assaulted by, and I'm just really glad tonight that we're uh, attacking this issue because it's affecting people a whole lot more than most people will admit. So death by isolation is a powerful title, but it's real. People are dying from being isolated. And that's so true because, um, you know, I remember when the lockdown happened. I mean... It was it was something extraordinary. It was something that 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 literally uh, caught people by surprise. I mean, I mean, at first people were cheering, right? You you get to stay out of work. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> you know, people people people. You know, okay, I get to stay out of work until until those checks aren't coming in, and or, or you can't get unemployment. Um, but is there another? 
is there another lockdown on the horizon? That is the question to be asked. I mean, obviously, we don't see anything that says we are going to go back into lockdown. But if we could all recall what happened last year in 2020, how they started with the mask, the mask mandate, they started making it mandatory for you to wear a mask at, at work. It was mandatory for the kids to go to school with a mask and they couldn't be in property, on property, school property, um, without a mask. And I myself, I couldn't be in property in, at my job without having a mask. Not too long after that, we have to shut down. You know, um, through the shutdown, though, um, I believe that's when a lot of the chaos started happening because when you start taking kids out of the school and you have to make, and this might sound funny, but parents actually parent <laughs> and be parents to their kids, um, a lot of things started happening, started creating a lot of chaos. A lot of, a lot of people that weren't used to being at home um, now we're in solitary confinement. A lot of people that, that you were used to going to church couldn't go to church no more. A lot of them still haven't came back to church. And so I'm not trying to be a prophet. I'm not trying to sit here and say we are going to have another lockdown. But if, if what I'm seeing right now is true, and as Biden's administration um, signals that it is willing to return to a lockdown, school closures... Um, if recommended by the CDC. Now, that's an article by the Daily Wire um, that says that he's willing to do that. I mean, I think I would say that we might have another lockdown um, as we can see what's going on with the mask mandate. Federal workers, school teachers, um, if you work at a hospital, mandatory to get a vaccine. Um, when are they going to start implementing this? Um, it could take a few days, but I will say this, that they are isolating us and it is something that is so crucial because it had its effects. It had its consequences. I mean, Nevada, uh, suicide rates for young, young kids started rising, um, depression, addictions, and I don't know if I have the, the statistics right now for, for the suicide attempts for, for kids in Nevada, but it was, it was skyrocketing. Well, what I recall, Junior, is although uh, Clark County School District is the fifth largest in the country, they led the nation in teenage suicides last year. So they were astronomical. And I think, um, I think we were talking about an article by the New York Times. That's correct. From coast to coast. Right. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that article said that the only reason why we were sending kids back to school was because of this problem. Because an addiction problem and the suicide rate going up. Now, can we escape it? I mean, if another lockdown happens, can we escape it? Um, these numbers will rise. I believe these numbers will rise. I, be, I believe these numbers uh, won't go down. Um, I, I, I honestly believe that there's a lockdown coming. Now, can you survive it? 
I'm talking to the to the to the to the believer. I'm talking to the Christian. I'm talking to the non-Christian out there. This is a a big topic because you're gonna go through it. It doesn't matter what point in life you're in. It doesn't matter at what scale you're at. I don't care if you're upper class or lower class. Um, death comes to us all, and depression comes to us all, and suicide hits a lot of families, whether they are fairly poor or filthy rich. Um, it does not matter. What I can say is that we have to be prepared for it, that we can't just be isolated with no plan. Um, Fauci is recommending throwing a mandate, um, returning uh, f for the mask. Uh, he wants he wants it all to come back. Um, but it, but it's definitely a strategy that I, I believe we are seeing, and it's definitely a lie from hell that that is being played out before our eyes. Um, everything that is happening, um, maybe you could touch on that a little bit on on maybe some strategies or or plans that that incorporate all of this with 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 you know a good a great agenda, bigger agenda than me and you here on this earth. Well, Junior, this is how you know it. <clears throat> it's all rooted in lies, and it's a demonic strategy. A Congressman Dan Crenshaw out of Texas says, um, here's the truth, America. The game changer data that the CDC used for the mask man mandate is from a single study from India. The study was rejected in peer review, but CD the CDC used it anyway. Remember what I said about public health officials losing our trust. It gets worse. The study that influenced this decision it was followed by healthcare workers who were vaccinated with a vaccine not even approved in the U.S. That's right. So they're not even using a comparable case study that can be applied to vaccinated Americans. So, and he goes on. And just before the new decision was made, the study's status was mysteriously changed. It no longer listed the study as rejected after peer review. The site said it was a glitch, pretty convenient glitch, to happen just before the study was used to justify a mask mandate. And this is coming out of the CDC. Right, which is pushing for, hey, maybe we need another lockdown. Um, I, rem I remember I remember when that lockdown happened. I remember how it hit my my job, um, and it was a lot of a lot of um, how can I say it fear that was creeping into a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. All they saw was obviously the media and the lies and everything that they were saying about this, but. Um, it changed people's lives to the point that there's still people that I know that are still fearful. I mean, the, it has gotten a grip of their lives. It has gotten a grip of the way they live. I mean, there's still some people at my job who haven't shook in my hand because that's how much it has affected the personal life and the being of somebody. And it's definitely a strategy. I mean, we can't say it. In a, in a different way um, is definitely a strategy. If you are a listener, it's a strategy. If you, if you have a different point of view, if you say, oh, it's, it's definitely something that um, it's, a, it's a true virus. Yeah, I understand it's a virus, but I, I, I believe there's a bigger plan behind it. 
I've never seen or have read or have been told about something that so so impacted something globally like this. I mean, this is global. Exactly. This has impacted the whole earth. It has shaken the whole earth. And what else? You know what I mean? And I believe um, lockdown might be coming again. So can you survive it? Can you survive the lockdown? Um, I had COVID. I had COVID-19. And I remember when I had COVID, um, I was out of work probably a little bit over than a month. And and you know what? I was having COVID ships. <laughs> oh, you got to elaborate on that, bro. Because I, I, I got tired, me and my family got tired of, of being isolated. Um, we got tired of not being around um, a, lot of, a lot of the people we love, a lot of the people, you know, from our church, family. So what I did was, okay, you have COVID, we have COVID. You don't have no fever, we don't have no fever. Come to the house. <laughs> We were having COVID ships, but on the flip side, uh, there was people that were dying in their homes. There were kids that were dying. They were committing suicide. Uh, people were depressed. P people didn't know what to do. Uh, were being filled with anxiety because they didn't know what was going to happen in the future. Uh, a lot of people's uh, lives got impacted by this. Um, and there is something, as a matter of fact, there is a book that I've been reading that is uh, that was brought to me by my own pastor. It's called Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. And Rod Dreher, if I'm not mistaken, he's a senior editor of uh, the American Conservative. And he writes this book, Live Not By Lies, and he talks about totalitarianism and what happened and how it, it got pushed into these nations and what were their propagandas and what were their what were they pushing in the media? And um, Rob Dreher writes this book because people were sounding the alarm. People were calling him, uh, better say, uh, calling him, telling him about information and people that have survived uh, the Soviet Union, the USSR, um, and everything that happened with the Cold War and World War II. Um, People were calling him, explaining that what they were hearing in the news here in America, because they had fled those nations, they migrated to America, because they fled those nations, what they were he uh, hearing in the media, it sparked something in them. And they said that what, what, what they were hearing in the media, actually what was being pushed in those nations before they were being ran over either by Germany, Nazi Germany, or U the USSR, the Red Army. Um, he goes on to say that I believe a, a lawyer um, called him. No, it was an American physician called him because uh, he was worried. And his mother, who was 99 years old, I'm talking about this American physician, this woman who was 99 years old. I know a lot of people can recall that, new, that news report when um, the family refused uh, to bake a, a, a cake or to be, uh, to be partakers of a, of a wedding. Of a, of a gay wedding, and they got basically persecuted. Um, basic, I don't know if their if their business is is still running, if it's still up. But this lady who was 99 years old heard about this, 
or it was a, a the another one uh a pizzeria i believe she she uh uh talked about uh evangelical christian uh owners uh of a pizzeria she heard that because they refused um she was hearing all this stuff in the media and how they were getting persecuted she said that's the same thing that happened in uh czechoslovakia um before they got ran over and i believe she was in a camp for six years um and so we are just basically sounding the alarm we are sounding the alarm to uh basically what is happening like i said i'm not I'm not saying these are going to happen for sure. These things are going to happen for sure. But we are basically putting it out there. Maybe you need to think about this. Maybe um, you're going through something right now. Maybe you're depressed right now. Maybe you're suicidal right now. Maybe you're dealing with a bunch of anxiety um, and you don't know where to go. I mean, you have to think about this. It is amongst us. It is something that we are living through and we are seeing it. It's not something that is hidden. It's not something that's subliminal no more. It's, it's in front of our faces what they are doing, um, especially to our kids, our families, and our nation, and America, and everything it stands for, what it stands for. And so we, we have to talk about this. We can't not go around these, these subjects or these, these things that are happening in society right now. So, Junior, what would you say the agenda is? What would you say is the driving force, the primary goal of everything that we're seeing today? I believe it's, uh, it's definitely shooting for the return of Christ if you are a part of his church. Um, I, believe, uh, I believe the rapture is coming soon. Um, it is also pushing for a one world government, which honestly, I don't care if you're a believer or not. I know for a fact, a lot of us before we were believers were on YouTube looking up a uh, new world order and one world government and Illuminati and, oh, they want to enforce uh, a, a one world uh, currency and all of this and that. And I tell people nowadays, I, you don't have to do that anymore. You could have just read the Bible. You could have just went to a, a book that was written uh, thousands of years ago, right? And could have found this out. And it doesn't have to be a conspiracy to you. You just got to know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And I believe that's where it's leading to. Obviously, um, not everybody's going to believe that. But how could you deny what's in front of you? How could you deny what's already been shown to you? Um, I believe that's where it's heading. I mean, where do you think it's heading? Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is all spiritual. And what has to happen for Christ to return is a, uh, well, actually, after we're, taking out, we're taken out of here, there will be a one-world government. But that is what I believe is being established as we speak, and that one-world government will be communism. That one world government will uh, be initiated through socialism, and that's what I believe we're experiencing today. Uh, Karl Marx, um, his theory was to divide and conquer, and it was class envy. He saw to it that as long as the poor were able to envy the rich, that he could create enough strife to institute uh, Marxism, 
and that's basically what we're, we're experiencing today. He, he developed a strategy that many Americans have been convinced is a society of utopia, that it's, it's a dream come true civilization where everyone is equal. Well, <laughs> the problem is everyone is not equal. Right. And w- w- we're living in a day and age that division is coming everywhere we look. I mean, even when you talk about um, the, the vaccine, now you're getting even more division with the vaxxers and the non-vaxxers. You're having the media and politicians blame non-vaxxers for the fact that this virus is still gaining momentum. Right. And they're turning anybody that is not getting vaccinated, uh, they're turning them into the enemy. Right. And the killing part about it is there's so little science to support it. You've got, I I, I read one report where one doctor said that there's at least 40 to 50,000 people that have died from getting the vaccine. And none of that is coming out in the media. <laughs> none of it. But they're encouraging it. I mean, and you know what's crazy, Junior, is the fact that when Trump first came out, when he, uh, what was it, Warp Speed? Was that Operation Warp Speed, whatever, whatever he called yeah. it? Right? These same politicians that are ramming the vaccine down our throat were the same ones saying, I'm not getting the vaccine. So no sooner than they steal the election right. and get Biden in the office, now they want to mandate the vaccine. Right. That's how you know it's all about control. It's not about science. Right. And you mentioned something about, um, you know, human utopia and having heaven here on earth. And that's all we could have. Um, and that is the biggest lie. And it's that, that's, the, that's the lie from the beginning, right? You, you go back to the garden, and what, is, what does the serpent tell Eve? He says that you shall be like gods. What do you mean you're going to die? You shall be like gods. You could have everything here. It could be all perfect. Everything could be perfect for you. I mean, you could rule and you could govern. What do you need a god for? And that's where it's going to lead to here. Pretty soon. He basically said you can be your own God. Right, exactly. And that's what is going to lead here soon because I, I, I will say this. During times of Rome, right, the reason why they were persecuting a lot of Christians for one of the reasons was because they wouldn't bow to Caesar because we have a Lord and Savior who we bow to. Amen. And it's going to come down to who are you going to bow to? You know what I mean? And so if you choose not to bow to government, if you choose not to bow to the status quo, well, then you're done, basically. Off with his head, like they used to say. Right. So how, how, how close are we to this? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, all I know is that what they're trying to do is divide us. You know what I mean? What they're trying to do is 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 to is to divide us and have us against each other while they're while they're proposing their own plans and doing everything behind the scenes. The elite, uh, right? Back to live not by lies. The totalitarian, the totalitarianism that they're promoting, the totalitarianism that they're 
I know I don't say it right. Let me see. Totalitarianism. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Thank you. And once we get past three syllables, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling over here. But it 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 is not coming at the end of a rifle. It is coming through a, a very subtle means of control. And what what they're doing right now is. Uh, um, the, the, the soft forms that they're using is, is, is like a therapeutic. It masks its hatred of the dissenters, like I, meant, like I mentioned earlier, the non-vaxxers. Right. We're the problem. And anyone that doesn't agree with them becomes the enemy. And it's creating more and more division. And uh, this, this ideology is, is, is being... Uh, um, is being portrayed from the perspective of you're helping and, and, and healing the nation by coming against the dissenters. Right. It's creating that division. And, and it really is, is, is worse than a dictatorship. It's, it, and it's because what it's doing, the dictatorship, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll just kill us, arrest us, lock us up, right? But with, 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 with the total, okay, this is another way they spell it, Junior, totalitarianism. Yeah. I think that's what you said anyway. The society <laughs> seeks to displace all prior traditions and institutions with the goal of bringing all of society under the control of their ideology, which is socialism and communism. And it's back to the one world government. Right. Right. And um, going back to being isolated. Because obviously that's 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 what they're they're trying to they're trying to segregate us in another sense, um, and if they could lock us down again and, and isolate us completely, but what was I going to say is that um, I, I have these statistics of um, suicide, and in 2019 there were estimated 1.38 million suicide attempts. 47,000 died by suicide. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. And you might ask, well, why are you talking about suicide? And it's all because of, of people be getting depressed. The main reason why people commit suicide, I mean, and th there might be quite a few, but the main reasons why, or one of the main reasons why is because people see no way out. What's another word for isolation or two words? Solitary confinement. There you go, bro. And in prison, they have found that the endless monotony and the lack of human contact for prisoners precipitates into madness. It says many, inmate ex many inmates experience panic attacks, depression, and paranoia, par paranoia and some suffer hallucinations. So solitary confinement is used to penalize people. Right. We're in trouble. And it drives people crazy. We're punished. Yes. But why? <laughs> See, that, that's the whole point is that, you know, and I've heard it before, is that they say, well, okay, well, why don't you just, why don't you just isolate or, 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 or tell people to stay home, the ones who are sick. You can't just shut 
a society down because of this, what's going to happen to our economy? What's going to happen to, to everything that we stand for? Our freedoms, our rights. And so isolation will, I believe isolation will bring this up. Bring, it will bring suicide up. And, and they don't even have the statistics for 2020. And they might lie on them, honestly. Well, listen to this. Drug overdoses increased from 72,751 in January of 2020 to 93,331 in January 2021. That's a 30% increase from people being locked down. And that's a, that's a huge increase. Huge. Can you imagine another one? Now, as you as the believer, you, you, you listening out there, you say, well, I am grounded and I am firm. But what about the ones that are not grounded and are firm? A lot of the churches, the majority of the churches were shut down. If I'm, if, if I'm not mistaken, there were probably just a handful of churches that, that, that stayed open. And a lot of the people that did not go to church still do not go to church. A lot of the people that confessed the Lord and professed who he is now have 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 more fear in them of government or of this virus than the fear of the Lord. And so to the listener that's that that's firm and says, you know what? This this too will pass. If there's another lockdown, this too will pass. And you know what? I'm gonna stay firm to my beliefs. I'm gonna stay t- firm to my faith. But what about the ones that don't? And I'm pretty sure we know we could probably all call somebody up that we know that hasn't been back to church, right? If we don't have church, if we don't have uh, this union, this body come together, what are we going to hope for? Or where does our hope rely on? Where can we place our faith in? If we choose to believe, right, that isolation is the key, when it's killing people, are we putting our faith more in this? Or should we dare to say in God? Right? Because there's a lot of believers out there. And this is why we're making this podcast. Because if you're the unbeliever, we're going to get to you right now. But if you're the believer and you're not going back to church, there's something wrong. They've accomplished what they wanted to do in your life and maybe in your family's life. Right. You have more fear of this virus. You have more fear of of government in you than of the Lord. Right now. Don't try to don't try to put a label on me and say, I'm I don't believe in the vax. Hey, I mean, uh, a virus. I kept saying vax. I don't know why I kept saying vax, but I I meant to say virus. Um, I believe there's a virus out there. So don't don't label me as oh he he doesn't even believe there's a virus. No, I, I do believe there's a virus. But I believe they're ushering this virus to do something else, right? To control us. And, and, and the sole purpose of this whole thing is to remove the faith out of you. If they could remove all of this from you, then the only thing you have to hope for is government. The only thing you have to look forward to is Biden or whoever is in control. 
right? Which is the end goal here, right? Is a human utopia where man rules instead of God. And so what are you going to choose to believe in? And that's an honest question. What are you going to choose to believe in? And Junior, you mentioned the primary spirit behind this whole pandemic, <laughs> and that's the spirit of fear. And I think it's safe to say that the first church experienced a whole lot more persecution than we could even dream of. Right. And Paul told Timothy what? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Right. And the spirit of fear is ruling and reigning in society today. That's why your coworkers aren't shaking your hand. That's why people are totally paranoid is because they have been totally consumed with the spirit of fear. The overdoses, the suicides, it all is rooted in fear. Right. And how can I say it? It's, it's when I was, when I was in lockdown, um, I couldn't wait to get out of my house. I couldn't wait to come back to church. I mean, we were dying inside to come back to church. But hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> How long were we locked down? I don't even know. I, I, you know what? I was probably locked down for, I want to say, a month, exactly. month and a half. So praise God for Pastor Lamb, bro. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was a month. It was a month. Right. It was a month. And when Governor Sisilak ordered our lockdown, Pastor Lamb hung the Constitution on the front of our church. And the reason why I say it was probably more than a month for me was because I caught COVID after we were locked down and the church closed. That's, so, and so, we locked down because we had so many cases. We had probably right. as many as 60 or 70 cases. Right. That's why we locked down. Right. But as people started getting better and the governor uh, uh, instituted the, 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 the lockdown mandate, Pastor Lamb was like, I'm not having it. So thank right. God we were only locked down for a month because I, I, I don't know how long I would have survived. Right, 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 right. And, and like I said, yeah. But in that amount of time, I, I was dying to get out and come to church. Right. I wasn't trying to stay at home, isolated with my family. I mean, I, I have four kids, young boys that need to run around. I mean, there's only so much you can do with some kids in the living room. I mean, I don't know how many times I ran laps with them. I have a little island in my kitchen. You know, that's what I do when they don't go out. They just run laps around the little island. You know, I, 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 I lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> and I gained weight probably. Who knows? That's right. Most of us did. Still right. trying to shake this COVID. Right. Weight. But a lot of people gained weight spiritually. They, they placed a whole lot of burdens on themselves. And they placed a lot of problems and issues upon them. They, they started clinging to anxiety and depression. And they started clinging to unbelief. And... It's probably the reason why they're not here right now. Right. It's probably the reason why they are not here right now. And I remember Pastor Lamb, he preached a sermon, and he said everything that will be shaken will be shaken. 
right? And I believe it was from Hebrews uh, 12, 26, 29, which I have the scripture right here. It's uh, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. A lot of people got shaken up. That's the reality. And I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't shaken up like, oh, he might leave, but I was like, if I don't get to church, right, who knows what's going to happen? I need to get to church. I need to be with the body. I need to be with the core. I need to be with my brothers, right? My hope lies in Jesus. My hope doesn't lie on whether the governor or the president says what to do or what not to do, right? My hope comes from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if I can't worship my God like I do in the house of God, now granted, I can worship God in my house, but it's not the same when you're with the body of believers. You know what I mean? It's not the same. So yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was dying to come back to church. What scripture did you reference? Um, it was Hebrews 12, 26, 29. Not that one, but the church scripture prior to the podcast. Hebrews 10. Oh, Hebrews 10, uh, 25. And I have it right here. It says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Do you hear me, listener? And if you are an unbeliever out there, you could hear this too, and you could say you could hear the hope that there is in Jesus Christ. For he who promised is faithful, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Do you hear that, church? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. As we see the day approaching. So God tells us this is what we suppo we're supposed to do. This is the way we're going to survive. If you are isolate, isolated, you cannot survive. Right. What what is what is that uh, video we saw with a, with a pack of wolves and they were they were targeting some bison. Huge. And, and, and these bison. animals are, I mean, like five times the size of a wolf, maybe 10 times. Right. And as long as they stuck together. Right. And obviously there's a lot of videos out there. As long as they stuck together. Right. They were OK. As soon as the pack of wolves got them running. Right. Some were going this direction. Some were going that direction. Some stayed together. The ones that were isolated, the ones that were left behind, the ones that were left by themselves got tore up by these wolves. You know what I mean? And, and sad to say that it's the majority of the time, it's, it's, it's the young ones, right? The calves, the, the little ones, right? And that could be said about the believer, the babe in Christ, the new convert, that if he doesn't stick together with the body, if he's not here, what is going to happen to this person? 
God forbid he becomes the, the statistic. God forbid he becomes under depression and sees no way out because he's being isolated. Right. And so there's there's so many things that come with this. And, and this is why we're doing this this podcast. And Junior, that's how you know this is a demonic strategy. Because God made it real clear that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And I remember when all of these lockdowns um, were um, being instituted, I remember asking Pastor Lamb um, that although they're, they're saying bars, restaurants, entertainment venues, all of these other establishments need to be shut down, I asked him, I, I said, do you think all of those other businesses are being, uh, 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 they're not allowed to open just to mask the shutdown of the church. And he emphatically and instantly said yes. That they couldn't just say no more church. But they had all of these other businesses. And I'll never forget, every time I go to the grocery store, they would say, avoid assembling together. Avoid right. assembling. Avoid assembling. I can't, I, I wish I could have taken my AR and just shot you, the you, speaker. You know, the first time we went to get tested, because we had to get tested, I had to get tested for my job. The first time, this was very early, the first thing they asked is, what church do you go to? Wow. That was the first thing they were asking was, do you go to church? I don't know if that was an experience for everybody, but where was I, that? Um, you know, it was the one in front of the, I believe, the UMC. When you went to get tested, when I went and got tested, they were asking if we went to church anywhere. Wow, that was one of the first questions. Without even getting our ID or information, that's probably one of the first things that they ask is if we go to church, right? And so, for the unbeliever. If, if you are listening to this and you say, ah, oh, look, uh, that's for you, not for me. I don't care. You know, I, 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 I could care less about going to church, this and that. I would say this. Where are you going to find hope? Where are you going to find hope? Are you going to rely on your governor? Are you going to rely on your president? Are you going to rely on your party? None of these things could give you eternal life. Whether you choose a party or not, whether you choose to stand with what they're saying or not, whether you have a different perspective or point of view, it doesn't matter. You do not have eternal life by choosing these sides. Jesus Christ is the only one who gives eternal life, and that is why we are doing this, because we're trying to give you a different point of view. We're trying to give you a different angle to look at it from. Without the church, without the body being present, what are you going to do? Where are you going to find this hope? Right? And so... Just think of that. I mean, ask yourself, what will happen? What will happen when I die? And who is this Jesus that they're talking about that rose from the dead three days later, conquered sin and death, took the keys from Satan himself, right? And why are these people so passionate talking about this? And why are they so involved in what's going on right now in the world? And why do they care about reaching me? When I don't care about them. And that is because Christ is the only one who gives you eternal life. Right? And so I would say this. Uh, consider it. Definitely consider it. I would say with all that's left in you, consider it. 
because where else are you going to get your hope from? Right. In this book that, 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 that we're reading, Live Not By Lies, um, in the first chapter, the, I think it was the priest, Kolakovich, or, or Father Kolakovich or something. They call him the, the, the prophet, the, uh, Kolakovich the prophet. Um, Ron Dreher, in this, in this book, in his first, in his first uh, chapter, he talks about uh, a priest who ended up moving in Czechoslovakia, I believe a year or two years ahead of his nation actually being, being uh, taken over. And he started these groups. He started these groups, and I believe in 1944, where he started teaching people that the only way is Christ. The only way to defeat, the only way they're going to find hope is that if somebody gives Christ their whole heart. And he says, place your burdens upon his back, for he has a wide back. Now, the same people who he was telling these things to, which were a lot of young men, a lot of youth, a lot of a lot of a lot of young runners, he started instilling this in them and said, listen, when the Red Army comes over here, they've promised to give us our nation back. But knowing who they are, because he studied uh, communism uh, in his youthful, de- uh, in his younger uh, years, in his youth. And he said, when they come, they're, they're not going to give us our nation back. They're actually going to take it. And we're going to be a communist country. And, and, and lo and behold, it became a communist country. Well, while they were doing that, while they were planning something out, he was planning something for himself. And he started these groups at home. He started getting people for Bible studies. He started getting people for, for prayer. He started getting people for uh, just for fellowships. And they were all meeting in homes. And these home uh, little groups, Bible studies, ended up growing to the point that they had people establishing these places all throughout the nation, especially in countries and in cities where German Nazis um, were, were basically had their troops on the ground being ran by them. And so the only way they were surviving were these Bible studies or these groups that they were creating at home. And they were the main force. A lot of them uh, were, were imprisoned. A lot of them, uh, obviously, they were persecuted. But a lot of them, when they came out of prison or where they were being held in 1960, they were the main driving force that were talking against communism in their nation. They were the main force of Christian believers. Now, uh, he was a Catholic, and I believe he was more of a Christian than a Catholic. He taught. There were quite a few Christian Catholics that adhered to the Bible. Right. They were, they were really saved and serving God. Right, because he he mentions that it it was only by Jesus. That's what he mentions. It is only by Jesus, right? And um, through these groups, through these Bible studies, through these, um, through through people meeting, they were able to still stand firm as a church, as a body of believers, through these nations, and through these cities. And in 1960, they were the main voice to speak against the Red Army, everything that happened when the Berlin Wall fell, I believe what was in 1979 or 1978, something like that. Um, they were the main voice of believers that were speaking out against communism. I mean, I'm talking about 
up front in your face. Like they have, they were, they, they grew to a number that people didn't even, couldn't believe, you know, and we are still called as believers to meet. We are still called as believers to stay in the body. Like Gene said, um, the early church went through far more persecution than, than, than we have even ever experienced. And I'm not even trying to compare us to them. But I will say this. If a lockdown does come, what are you going to do? And you're not sick. If a lockdown does come, you're a part of the body. What are you going to do after that? Are you going to be left in isolation to fend for yourself with no hope? Well, you say, well, yeah, I could have hope in my house. Okay. Christ calls us to assemble. He calls us to be in one accord in Acts 2. We can see the birth of the church, how they were acting. Nobody was left behind. Uh, Acts 2, 41, 47 says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were, signs were done through the apostles. Now, now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need, so continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Now, get that image in your head, not only at the church, but from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Acts 4, 32 34 says, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Can you hear that? One heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands and houses sold them and brought the the proceeds of things that were sold. And you say, well, well, yes, that, that was them. They, that, that's hard to do now. You, that, that's hard to, you know, you can't accomplish that right now. Get it in your mind that they were jumping from house to house. Daily. Daily. Persecution. They were being scattered for what they believed in. Right? And, and, and why would you even ask that question? Well, it, it pertains to them and not to me, so why should I do it? This is, this is what Christ calls us to. You don't want to be left to, to fend for yourself. You don't want to be in isolation. They jump from house to house. And if a lockdown does happen, I'm going to guarantee you right now we're going to jump from house to house. If, if they try to do anything, we're going to still meet because this is my life. This is what I believe in. I don't believe in communism. I don't believe in socialism. I don't believe in one dictator telling me what to do and stripping me of my freedoms and telling me I can't have church because he's God. 
because he's the one who rules and reigns. And when he gives me bread, he'll give me bread. And when he, where he tells me to go to work, I'll go to work. No, I have another Lord. His name is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to still be meeting from house to house. That's called the underground church, bro. The underground church. And that has everything to do with why Pastor Lamb introduced this book to us because he knows it could lead to that. They have chained the churches shut in Canada. Chain link fences around the churches in Canada. They cannot assemble. And if they didn't have a strategy prior to the pandemic, then everyone scattered. And thank God we do have a strategy. Thank God we have a pastor that has the mind of God because it could come to that. It really could. That's what communism does. It, communism and totalitarianism, you know, that word. Um, <laughs> it, it, it makes demands on us. And this goes back to um, Yuri Bezmenov, the uh, former KGB spy that defected to Canada in the 1970s. This man was a, a KGB spy, and he shared what the communist strategy was against America. And he said he was blown away in 1984 as to how much progress they had already made. He said that they, had, they, were, they, they were just amazed. And this strategy they use is called ideological subversion. And he said there's four steps to it. The first being demoralization. The second, destabilization. The third, crisis. The fourth, normalization. And when you look at demoralization, one of the reasons that this whole uh, strategy has gotten so much traction is because America, <laughs> for the most part, has become wicked. We really... We, 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 this nation has no more fear of God. Right. And you don't have to look any further than our schools. Once prayer and Bible reading was taken out of our schools by the Supreme Court in the early 1960s, our nation has gone downhill ever since. And our children are being pumped with all type of socialist ideas and the communist ideology is being pumped into their head to the point to where now those of us who stand for righteousness, we're the enemy. Right. And that which is good is called evil, and that which is evil is called good. And <clears throat> the morals, I mean, bro, I mean, <laughs> Kevin showed me the BET Awards here just a couple weeks ago. And here, the same BET Awards that Kirk Franklin opened up which With is his a, performance. A, a, a Christian singer. The, the who? <laughs> the what? Title, 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 title. Yeah, yeah. Like that, 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 that way people can know. I mean, I don't even listen to him, but right, so people part. can know. Yeah. The same BET Awards that Kirk Franklin opened up in had two men kissing. and Almost naked. Practically grinding on each other. And the applause they got afterward. And so this is um, actually, you know, uh, Lil Nas X, right? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. But um, what was that song? Old Town Road that he came out with? Yeah. Do you know that song had over a 
billion views on YouTube. Over a billion. So here you've got the devil raise up this little homosexual. And before it was, he was out there. He crosses over to every race, influencing our youth. He develops all these fans, and then he kisses another man on national TV. You know that talking about this guy, and, and if you're listening, I don't listen to this guy, nor do I follow him. But sometimes he does come up on, on the news things. And, and one article that I did read was he had came out. I don't remember what type of shoe it was, but it was by Nike. And it, this this um, this shoe was custom made, I believe. But he started reproducing them without Nike's um, authority, basically, without them knowing. And it was basically um, a tribute to Satan. Wow. And these shoes were supposed to have a drop of human blood in inside the soul. Wow. And so Nike came out and basically said, you know, we're not supporting this. This didn't come through our production line. We didn't design this. Um, and they pushed against him, and I think he took it out. Uh, he had to take it out. But if you're listening, check, I mean, look that up. That, that's, a, that's a true story. He came out with this shoe, and it, had, it supposedly had a, a drop of human blood um, inside the soul where you put your foot in. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's what they're pumping into the people. That's what they're pumping into the the kids, and they give no option for any other 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 viewpoint. You can't combat it in any any way. You're a homophobe <laughs> if you come if you speak against it. Right. And once again, this this is all part of the communist demonic agenda against our country and our Christian values in this country is to demoralize us. And, and it doesn't have to necessarily be like we're completely trying to riot against it. It's just that we stand for truth. Yes. And that doesn't stand for truth. That is a lie. And we are not going to live by lies, right? Like the book says, live not by lies. We're not going to live by lies. And so, Take it how you want it. I don't care. I'm going to stand with the truth. And the truth is going to set me free. And if you want, you can live by the lie. But they don't even give another, another viewpoint out there to the kids. I mean, all they do is tell them they, they're, they come from apes. And, hey, take it how you want it. You know what I mean? That's why everybody's acting like an animal. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> if you are listening, this is important. Um, if you are a believer, you know what I'm talking about. You probably agree with me. Um, and this is just probably, hey, maybe a, a heads up, maybe something to think about. Hey, man, what would happen if another lockdown were to occur? Will I be prepared? What would happen? My kids, school, my work. Um, and if you don't believe and you're listening to the podcast, where else are you going to find your hope? You have no other option but man. Man cannot save you. Jesus can. He took the form of man, being 100% man, 100% God, and dying on a cross, a sinless death, being portrayed as a sinful person. He hung on that cross so that you can be set free. Not only that, 
But as you live here on this earth, you could be you could be knit together by a body of believers that share in the faith. And it would continue to grow from house to house. And I have a few scriptures because, you know, I, 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 I tell people all the time, listen, I could give you my opinion or I could give you the truth of God. Right. Colossians 4, 414, Luke, the beloved physician and Demas greet you, greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and Nymphus and the church that is in his house. Romans 16, 3, 5, greet Priscilla and Achilla, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved um, Apinatus who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. 1 Corinthians 16, 19, 20, the churches of Asia greet you. Achilla and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Listen, if all else fails, we're going to still meet. If we can't meet in the church, we're going to meet in the house. If we can't meet in the house, I'm going to do what my brother in Mahajanga, Madagascar did. They were meeting next to the beach. <laughs> and, if, and if the police come, then we're going to let them look around, let them go, and we're going to still worship God. Listen, we are going to worship God regardless. We're going to give God the glory because of what he has done. We're going to give God the glory for what he's going to do. And we're not going to follow man. We're going to follow Christ. We're in the last days. We are there. We are there. We are in the last times, and this is not the time for the church to isolate. Right. This is the time that we need to come together like never before, strengthening one another and taking this gospel to the streets. Right. Because people are fearful. Right. And we're the only ones that have any hope for them. Jesus is coming back soon. The one world government is being established. Everything is pointing toward Christ's return. And now is a time like never before to be right with God. And, you know, I, I have to say, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I say this often. I didn't know I could be a happy square. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I can honestly say I used to think I loved getting high and all the insane things I gave myself to. But when I gave my life to Christ, the peace, the joy, the deliverance, the, the clarity of mind, the focus, the vision, just being a responsible adult. Right. <laughs> Having clarity in mind, my goodness. And just not being bound by the addictions that were destroying my life. Friends, we're here to tell you there's nothing like serving Jesus Christ. But, but the best part is we escape hell. Jesus Christ died to rescue us from hell. And that's where our sin takes us. And that's what the devil is trying to do. Is, 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 is Junior mentioned the wolves and the bison. The devil is trying to isolate you to take you to hell. He's playing for keeps. And I couldn't have survived church a, 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 a few months 
let alone some folks that haven't been to church in a year. Right. So we need each other like never before to come together as the saints to strengthen and encourage one another and be the army of God in these last days and take Las Vegas and our cities for Jesus. Right. And keep powering on and keep powering on. If you are listening um, and this struck you some type of way, uh, you might be fearful. You might be fearful. You might be depressed. You might be full of anxiety because you don't know what the future holds. Listen, whether lockdown comes or not, I'm not trying to say it is coming, but whether it comes or not, it doesn't matter. What will come is death. You can take the vaccine and die, or you choose not to take the vaccine and still die. Because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Because we are sinful people, we have to pay. And listen, our blood can't pay our debt because it's contaminated. It's no good. Jesus Christ stepped down from his throne to pay, to take that debt. And he died a sinless person. And if you are listening to this podcast and, and maybe you're an unbeliever, maybe you've never given your life to Christ or maybe you want to come back to Christ. I would say give your life to Christ now. Join a body of believers. Join the movement, what God is doing, saving souls and doing miracles. Listen, I come to a church where it is full of miracles. A bunch of people who got touched by the gospel and no longer live the way they used to, not because of some laws, but because of what Christ did in their heart. That's the biggest miracle. And if you are out there and you say, well, how do I do that? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Right? It's just a matter of confession. And so I can lead you in a prayer right now and mean it. If, if you're out there and you're listening, mean it. Mean this with all of your heart. And I guarantee you, God will meet with you. Just repeat after me, say, God, I come to you with a fearful heart. I come to you full of depression, full of anxiety, fearful of the future, feeling helpless because of my past, not knowing which way I should go, not knowing where to turn. I've heard the good news. I have heard that you've died and you shed your blood to set me free. And I want to be free from this moment on. I want to experience freedom. I want to experience the peace and the comfort that you give that surpasses all understanding. I thank you for washing my sins away with the blood of Jesus. All I'm asking is that you would create in me a new heart, a heart that is tender to your voice to the Holy Spirit, and guide me into a church where they preach the truth. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you just gave your life right now to Christ, it's an, an exciting moment, um, but we don't want to leave you
by yourself. We don't want to leave you isolated. If you just gave your life to Christ, you can reach me at IPleadTheTruth at Yahoo.com. Again, it's IPleadTheTruth at Yahoo.com. You can also find me on Instagram at IPleadTheTruth. Um, my name is Junior, and I'm with uh, my co-host, Gene. And listen, whether, whether things will happen or, 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 or they won't happen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Christ overcame everything. He says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but fear not because I have overcome the world. I'll leave you with that one. Again, I plead the truth at yahoo.com. You could give, you could, uh, get to me at I plead the truth Instagram as well. Go ahead, Gene. Gene has something. And if you're in Las Vegas, just come to church. Right. The Potter's House, 4600 Meadows Lane. Exactly. If you are here in Las Vegas, we want to meet you. We'll be the first ones to greet you at the door. God bless you and have a good one. But he had to hit the Heisman and tell us get back. Cause we believe the clock never set a big trap. But Jesus he died on the third, came back. So we can have an opportunity to repent. God wanna give you peace, but you want that Prozac. You take me at my word that he can return that. Back to the devil, cause he don't wanna hate you. Either you wanna be free or you don't choose. Jesus Christ can make you do like the whole you. It's really simple, like one plus one is two. Tomorrow we ain't got it on the least. At any moment, ball time to say the least. But tell me when you die, where you going? I pray that you don't die without knowing. I remember reading in John chapter 14. Jesus said there's a place he's preparing. And he talked about hell because it's calling. Never know, you may not wake up in the morning. Hey, I ain't here to try to prove to the